Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. We're on page Kufchaf Hey, 125, two lines from the top near the end of the line. Um, now we're talking about the second way that you can organize the series, not like the previous way, which is there each one each one underneath the other, directly descending from each other, but rather in three different categories, three different lines, so to say, of um, the right, the left, and the center. And so according to this way, the midas, the emotions don't d- directly receive from the intellect here. Because Chesed and Gvura are also in two separate, are in two different um, categories of Chesed is on the right and Gvura is on the left. And the fact that Chesed, which is the emotion of basically of love, is directly underneath Chachma, doesn't mean, doesn't mean that the birth of that emotion is from Chachma. Because always when we speak about emotions being born from the intellect, it can only be born from Bina. Not from Chachma, because Chachma, it's impossible to have the, the birth of an emotion. Because when you're at the stage of Chachma, you only get the general point of the concept. You don't truly grasp the concept. And how can it, how is it possible to have a feeling from a general grasp of a concept, a general point of a concept? So if so, the fact that Chesed is underneath uh, Chachma doesn't mean anything when it comes to the, the birth of the emotion, the revelation of the emotion. Rather, it's just saying that Chesed and Chachma are on the same, they're, they're connected, they're related to the same category, the same general qualities. Two lines on the top. The general category, the general quality of the right category of Sviris, the right side is um, Chesed and Chachma. So the general category, the general quality of the right side is chesed. This idea of basically spashtos of gili, of giving, which is the idea of chesed, kindness. And chokma is the madrega, yushenva ikris is the first and the main level which uh, expresses this idea of, of um, chesed. Chesed anafa chokma. And the kindness is an outbranch of Chachma, and Netzach, which is also on the right side, is an outbranch of Chesed. As it explained in another place, basically, so they're all in the same theme on the right side, but it doesn't mean that they all are, that the revelation of each one, the each lower one is dependent on the higher one. That is not what we're talking about at all. It just means that they all share the same quality of, of this idea of Chesed, of Gilu and Ispashtos, of revelation and ex- expansion. Belochin, parentheses, Belochin, I'm not exactly sure what this parentheses means here, so we'll just go through it. Belochin, it just gets kind of confusing because we just said that the birth of the emotions doesn't come from Chachma, and then here it kind of implies that it does. Belochin, Shaleidas Amidis, Minamuichin, therefore, when the birth of emotion is from the intellect, Shaleidas Vizkalas Achesed, Humia Chachma, that the birth and the revelation of 
chesed, or this emotion of chesed, kindness, is from chachma, mikomakim shorshihum chines chachma. Nevertheless, its source is from the level of chachma. Not exactly sure what that's bringing out. So if so, so if so, that basically the whole idea that the fact that they're on the same category doesn't mean that they derive from each other, but rather it just means that they're shaykh to the same tchuna, they're they're related to the same quality. So also that which gvura, the emotion of of severity or of fear, uh, stands directly underneath bina. Doesn't mean anything when it comes to the birth and the revelation of gvura. Of this emotion of Vura, Shuhu Mina Bina, that it that it would come from Bina. Kiim Shashaikh Lakavzekh. It only means that it's related, that uh Gvura is related to the same quality of this category of series of the left side, which is basically this idea of Tsimtsum and the Hedrash, but basically um not giving, diminishing, holding back. As we said before about regarding Chesed, the uh, emotion of Chesed that both of them are equal meaning both all the different spheres which are in that category are equal, they share the same quality of that general category, which on the right side is chesed, and the main quality of the left side is gevuda. So we can conclude the so, so in this way of organizing the spheres, which there's three different categories, bina does not receive from chokhma, um, bina does not receive from chokhma, because well, Abina is on the is on the left side and Chachma is on the right side, and the emotions in general don't receive from the intellect e- either. Even the Chachma and Chesed, which is directly Chesed is directly underneath Chachma, doesn't mean that it directly receives from it. Like we said, because the emotions you cannot have birth of emotions from just the Chachma; it has to be from uh, Bina. So therefore, we see that the this is a whole different way of organizing the spheres, and the emotions don't directly receive from the. And intellect in this way of organizing. So we have to understand, according to this way of organizing the spheres, how how is there this idea of the ishtal of the spheres? How is this this idea of the chain like descent of the spheres when you organizing the organize the spheres in this way? Meaning, there is this general idea that the spheres are chain are linked together and they do descend from each other and derive from each other. So, but according to this way of organizing the spheres, how does how is this true? How can we understand it? Because we said before, we explained before that it's impossible to have the existence of bina of understanding without chachma, without that first uh, essential point. And also, it's impossible to have the birth of uh, emotions without intellect. So, how according to this way of organizing the spheres in three different categories do they have does this concept of the shtalsh of the spheres exist? So the explanation is. This way of organizing the spheres is really talking about the inner core of the ten spheres. Referring to the relation of the infinite energy of Hashem, how how that infinite energy shines within the ten spheres. That's the inner core of the spheres, it's this infinite revelation, the, the revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem into the spheres. And this is not relating at all to the way that they are emanated uh, from the from each other, that's only relating to the more external aspect of the spheres. Rather, when we're talking about this way of organizing the spheres in three different categories, this is relating to how the light, the energy of Kesser, of the basically of the infinite energy of Hashem, which transcends the chain of creation, shines within them in a, in a revealed way. So, this is talking about 
this this organization, the three different categories, is relating to the inner core of the spheres, the way that Kesser shines within them. Now the parentheses, V'yashlemer shazet enyin seid shedish v'seid tesefes amavur b'akdama smar anash zal b'etzchaim. So we can say that these two different organizations of the spheres relating to the either the inner core of the spheres, how the infinite energy of Hashem that transcends creation shines within them, or the external aspect of the spheres, how they descend from each other. This is relating to this concept in Kabbalah called the seid shedish, the secret of the root, which relates to basically the specific energy of creation that is related to the actual creating of creation there's a energy which is more limited and diminished relating to the actual creation that's the source for all of creation that's the secret of the source and then there's a different energy which we draw down through our service to Hashem the doing teremitzis called the seite sefis the secret of the additional energy which transcends the regular energy which is in creation so these two different ways categorizing the spheres whether it be that this underneath, one underneath the other, deriving from each other, that is relating to the external aspect of this video is, is the idea of the soyed shoydish, the secret of the root of creation, and the soyed tesefis, the additional, that is relating to the inner core of the spheres, how the alien how safe, how the infinite energy of Hashem shines within them. And that's the way of categorizing them in three categories. Because the revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem shines within all the ten spheres equally without any order or descending order of and, and levels, without any order or levels of Kedima or Ichor of before and after, because we're talking about the revelation of the, of the basically unlimited, uh, infinite energy of Hashem, which transcends all ideas of before and after, of higher and lower. There's no such thing as higher and lower in this infinite energy because there is no beginning, there is no end. It transcends all limitations and definitions. So when we're talking about that revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem, which transcends the chain of creation, that is the inner core of the spheres, there is no seder v'hadraga. There's no, there's no order. So therefore, there is no zed tachazed, each one driving from the other. And this one is higher than the other. So now we're going to give an analogy for this idea that when there's a revelation that transcends the limited worlds, the chain of creation, then it's revealed everywhere equally without any levels or higher or lower. Similarly, by way of analogy, in a person, a physical person, when a person's in a state of true satisfaction and joy, like we're going to see that there's a difference between Ratzin and Merutza. Merutza is when a person is in a true satisfaction, a deep satisfaction, a deep joy. At that moment, his this this Ratzin that he has, this Merutza, this satisfaction, it shines equally in all the powers of his soul, his intellect, his emotions, everywhere equally. Um, so that is the idea of rotzin in a person. This love, this state of true satisfaction comes from the place of rotzin, will, which is a power which truly transcends all the limited powers of the soul. Like when we talk about a person's will, we don't see, we don't, you can't really point to where a person's will is found. It's not in his brain, it's not in his heart, whereas your intellect is in your brain, your emotions in your heart. The will is just something which totally transcends all the limited powers of the soul. So when that lim- that unlimited power, that transcendental power of the satisfaction is activated, it, it reveals equally in all the powers of the soul without making any differences of higher and lower. Just like when this revelation of the Eden Seif, the infinite energy of Hashem, shines in all the ten spheres equally, and that's the categorizing them into three separate, um, three separate categories. Not making and that this in that sense the spheres no not one is higher than the other. So 
that is a person in a state of true satisfaction. That satisfaction that he has shines equally in all the powers of his soul. Okay, now we're talking about the idea of rotsin, the desire. When a person has a, has a will, a desire for something, for a specific thing, not the idea of the true deep satisfaction that a person feels, a deep joy. Here, this is a lower level. When a person has a desire for a specific thing, that is the that is the source and the reason for all the other soul powers, faculties of the soul. Meaning, the, what drives the intellect, what drives the emotions, what drives his thoughts, speech, and actions, all his desire. If a person desires something, very strongly, so then he'll start making up intellectual reasons for it, and he'll start feeling for it, and having a desire and a thirst for it, and he'll start thinking about it and talking about it. Ratzin is the driving force, the source of all the powers. Nevertheless, the main way, place where this desire that a person has is revealed, and in a really, in a it shines in a revealed way, is in Chachma, the first Ha'ikr who mayor begili bechachma. It's the first of the soul powers. And then through the it, the fact that the desire shines in Chokhmah, then it shines in Dabina, and so on into all the powers. The truth is that the person, when a person has a desire for something, that desire shines in all the soul powers. But it's drawn down in an orderly fashion. First, it's, the first revelation of the desire is within the person's mind, in the Chokhmah, the first faculty of the intellect, and then it shines, the desire shines into Bina, into understanding, and when that desire shines into Bina, then all of a sudden there's generated a specific reason for that desire, that's when he starts, that's when the reason for the desire comes to the forefront, when you start realizing that there's a reason for his desire is when the Ratzin goes down, descends and shines into Bina, which is the idea of understanding, which reasoning, and then the desire goes down, when it gets into Bina, it starts being differentiated and separated into different uh, details and different reasons. Meaning now it's not just one pure desire, it's now going down into, specific, into specifics, why I want something. And then the desire is drawn into the emotions, driving the person to feel for whatever he wants. And when we're talking about this way, that the, with this type of desire, the desire is diminished and... Um, becomes more and more limited from level to level. As explained in another place, but when we're talking about this idea of a deep satisfaction, a deep joy, like, in a, like when a person is in a state of true joy, then the essence of that person's desire shines equally in all the soul powers. Not in an orderly fashion, like we just said before, when a person has a specific desire for something specific, then the desire starts off in its pure state and it goes down to Chachma and to Bina and starts making up reasons and then starts feeling and starts thinking about it and talking about it. Here, when, as a, person, when a person's in a state of true joy and true satisfaction, then this the essence of the Ratzin, implying that the, before we're just talking about more external level of Ratzin, of the will, the essence of the Ratzin shines equally in all his soul powers. And this is not in an orderly fashion here. That when his true desire, his true satisfaction, his true joy shines, it's not in a way of orderly fashion that the bina, the, his bina is, doesn't receive from the chokhmah, and the, the emotions don't receive from intellect. And also the power of his desire, the power of the satisfaction doesn't diminish as it goes into the lower levels. It shines equally in its most potent form in all the powers of his soul. And not and doesn't go in like chain descend, doesn't descend from one level to the next. It shines equally in all of them equally. Rather, this is the means that the soul, meaning which means really here, it means the desire, his will, 
as it explains in many places in Chassidus, that Rotzin and Nefesh are synonymous. It says, Ein nafshi My soul is not to this people. It's referring, uh, means that my desire is not to them. My will is not to them. I do not desire them right now. If you so desire. So nefesh is synonymous with rotzin because when a person wants something, especially we're talking about this deep satisfaction, this deep joy, it's the, the, the meaning is that his whole soul is drawn to that, whatever he wants, and his whole soul is being moved at that moment. So when we're talking about here, this deep satisfaction, deep joy, the, the meaning is that his soul, his actual soul, his will, shines equally in all of his soul powers, intellect, emotions, thoughts, speech, action, and all of his soul powers are filled up, so to say, with his with this deep satisfaction, this joy that he's feeling. Explain another place. And so to understand, now going back to the analog in the spiritual realms, in the order, the way of ordering, organizing the spheres in the second way we're talking about here, where it's in the three categories. This is when we're, we're talking about when there's the revelation of the light of Kesser, which is basically the will of Hashem, which transcends all of creation, which is an unlimited level, just like this deep satisfaction and joy of the person's soul. So this is when the there's a revelation of the Kesser, of the will of Hashem in all the ten spheres. That this level of Hashem, this the will of Hashem, shines equally in all of the ten spheres. Not that they, and not and when there's this revelation of the kesser, it's not in a way where they're receiving from each other. Like we just said, when there's a when a person is feeling his deep satisfaction, his deep joy, it that touches all parts of his soul equally, and not that the chachma goes down to bina and bina go and the midas received from the bina, etc. This is affecting all of the ten spheres equally, and therefore organizing them in a way where there's three categories and they're not receiving directly from each other, because we're talking about when the, the basically the inner core of the series when the Kesser shines within them. And nevertheless, even though we're talking about this revelation of the infinite revelation of Kesser into all the series equally, but the drawing down of this energy of Kesser into the ten series comes about through the channel of Das. Because when we're talking about the second way of organizing the series, the Das um, is directly underneath Kesser. So there's Chochmah is on the right side, Bina is on the left side, Das is in the middle, and it's the highest of all the ten spheres when you're organizing them in this um, three-category fashion. And right on, right, basically above Das is Kesser. So Kesser, Das receives directly from Kesser and gives that energy to the rest of the spheres. So let's explain that more. The explanation of this idea, how Das is directly receiving from Kesser and the drawing down of Kesser into the, all the ten spheres which is a drawing down, which shines into them all equally, but coming out through the channel of Kesser. So why? The main difference between these two ways of organizing the spheres, like we've just talked about, it's really comes about, it's expressed, the difference is expressed in the Das, the level of Das. And there's two things here that this difference is expressed in. The Das, how it is in its own level, and in the revelation of godliness, which is brought about through the das, that in the first way of organizing the spheres, when they're one underneath the other, das is directly standing underneath and it is the intermediary between chokhmah and bina and the emotions. It is what brings about 
that from Chochmah, the, the, the general point, the general um, essential point of the concept, and then from the depth and breadth of the understanding of the concept should come eventually into the emotions, is specifically through Das, which is the connection, deep attachment to the concept, like we said before. So in the, the first way of explaining the spheres, of organizing the spheres, Das is standing underneath Chochmah and is the intermediary between Basically, Chokhmah Bina and the emotions. And the second way, Hadas Das is directly underneath Keser in the second way of organizing the spheres, and the light of Keser shines directly into Das. And this is where we see the difference between these two ways of organizing the spheres is expressed in Das in Madrigas Atma in the first aspect in its own level, meaning the own its own level, meaning Das in the first way of organizing it is underneath Chokhmah Bina as an intermediary. And Das in the second way is directly on the top and is under, directly underneath Keser. And the first way of organizing, whether that were one underneath the other, Das is only drawing down the light of Chachman into the emotions of the Midas. So this now is relating to the second aspect of the Das, which is the revelation of godliness, which happens through Das. So in the first way, it's a revelation only, Das is bringing about the revelation of Chochmah Bina into the Midas. But if in Abayiz, the second way, where it's three categories, Das is now drawing down the revelation of Keser, which is totally above Chochmah Bina, into Chochmah Bina and also into the Midas. So it's the revelation happening through Das here is from Keser, not just from Chochmah Bina. It's known that there's two levels of Das. So now that we see that there's basically two ways that Das interacts with its in its own level and, ha- and the revelation happens through it, depending on the way that um, the spheres are organized. So there's actually two different levels of Das. And this is the relating to these two different ways of organizing the spheres and the ways that Das interacts with the rest of creation. Like the verse says, Kale de Sashem. The verse says that Hashem is a God of knowledge, but if you look at the specific wording, it says kel deis, which is in the plural, meaning implied that there's two different levels of knowledge. Beis deis, two different knowledges. Das tachtin, das elin. And the Kabbalah explains, referring to the lower level das and the higher level das. Das tachtin, hu das makablim. The lower level das, the lower level knowledge, is the knowledge, basically the view for, the viewpoint from the receivers, from the creation. That from the, the viewpoint, basically, of creation, the way that we look at things, we see that what is, whatever is lower, whatever is more down here and closer to us is more of an existence. And that which is higher, more spiritual, is more ayin, more nothingness, meaning above our comprehension. Meaning that when you're, coming, when you're talking about the perspective of the creations, the creation feels itself as an independent existence. It has its own autonomy. It feels its own existence. And the source of that creation, which creates that, which brings it into existence, is called nothingness. It's called nothing because it's not felt and it's not comprehended by the creations. It's too above them. It's too above their faculties of comprehension. Therefore, they call it ayin. It's as if it doesn't exist in their realm. Now, so Das Tachin, the lower level Das, is from our perspective, the perspective of the creations. And they feel that Lamata Yesh, that whatever is closer to their reality is a true, is a real existence of the Maila Ayn. And that which is farther from the physical reality is more Ayn, more ungraspable and not felt, and it's above them, it's as if it doesn't exist in their realm. But the general idea of Das is Sha'ain Aliki Yemurgish Manivraim. The idea of Das in our service of Hashem is that the this godly level of the Ayn that we call the Ayn, the nothingness, in the sense of the spiritual spirituality, that level which uh, is above our comprehension, 
that should be felt in, in the creations. That's the idea of Das. Das is when you connect, when you feel, when you identify with the godly concept which you're contemplating. Or Yeah, so when you have Das, this idea of Das in, in our realm, the Voida of Das by the creations, is that they should feel that godly Ein. Even though it's above us, usually, the whole point of Das is that I should come to feel that and I should come to sense it. But nevertheless, even though the whole purpose of Das down here is that we should come to feel and sense that that godly ayin, that spirituality which is above us. Nevertheless, down here, still, in our perspective, that which is more closer to our physical reality is more of an existence, a yesh, and that which is higher above our physical reality, more spiritual, is ayin, is above our comprehension. Because this ayin aliki, this godly ayin, this godly nothingness, the spirituality, which is the source for the existence down here, now the, the the physical reality down here has somewhat of an importance. Its existence has somewhat of an importance um, from the perspective of this godly ayin, of the source of creation, because it is the source for this yesh. This ayin, this godly energy, which is spiritual and therefore above our comprehension, that's why we call it ayin, is the source for the yesh, for the existence, and therefore... It, since it is the source, so in a certain way, the existence has somewhat of an importance because its whole purpose of this ayin is to create that existence. So therefore, it relates to it. It must relate to it and if it creates it and therefore it gives it place. It gives it somewhat of importance. Next page, And therefore, even though a person might come to feel the ayin, the spiritual energy which creates him through his das, nevertheless, the person still always stays an independent existence feeling his own Yeshis, his own existence, his own independence. But he can come to a level that if he comprehends with his das, if he feels with his das the godly ayin, the spiritual energy which creates him, he'll be a yesh. He'll always still be an existence, an independent existence, feeling his own ego and feeling his own self. But he can come to a level of bittel. He can nullify that existence to the ayin, to the godly, the spiritual energy which creates him. But since the whole purpose of that spiritual energy that I am which creates him is to create the yesh therefore the yesh always will have somewhat of an importance it never will turn into an ayin it'll always have it'll always be a yesh that is bottle and therefore that is why this das of the lower level das is underneath chachma uh, and bina that is why this das is underneath chachma bina because we're talking about a level of das which relates to creation and which will always, no matter what, no matter what, it, even if through your avoid of das, you'll never become, you'll never leave, totally leave your own yeshes. You'll always be a certain yesh. And this is the level, the lower level das, from the perspective that's below Chachmamina, which doesn't get the direct, the direct injection, so to say, the flow, direct flow from Kesser, which totally transcends creation. This is a level of das, which is already within creation. Therefore, will never, it doesn't have the ability to leave its own confines and to bring a person to acknowledge and to feel something which is above creation. We'll stop there. Two lines from the top of Kuf Chavav 126. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chsidis. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chsidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Teirer Lukute Teira almost every week 
and there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb.gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.